hello to all my lovely listeners out there. Hope everyone is well. Boy, have I got a treat for you today. Chloe featured as a case study in chapter six of the Female Investor book, really because I think she has a super important story to tell and she is genuinely an incredible role model for all of us. We talk about some sad circumstances, some amazing resilience, motivation to keep going and ultimately a fabulous success story. Stay tuned for Chloe's story. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Female Investor, your chance to get involved with all things property, finance, investment strategy, and lots more. I'm Kate Hill, the co-author of the book, The Female Investor, Creating Wealth, Security, and Freedom Through Property. I'm an award-winning property mentor, coach, a qualified property investment advisor, and founder of Buyer's Agency Advisable. Now, remember, everyone, that this podcast is provided for general information purposes only. It does not replace your finance, tax, legal or finance product advice. You should always seek advice from licensed and trusted professionals. If you want to improve your chances of creating an income for life, this is your place to listen, be inspired and motivated. So come on, ladies, stay tuned and let's do this together. Chloe, welcome to the Female Investor Podcast. We are so thrilled to have you on. You were, as I said in my main intro just now, you were so very kind to be one of the case studies featured in our Female Investor book because you, I think you have you know, such an important story to tell. So first of all, welcome. And we'll, obviously, we'll get into the property talk in a little while. But if you don't mind, tell us a bit about you and uh, and hello. <laughs> Hi, Kate, and thank you for having me on your podcast. So I'm six months away from my from my next big birthday, and yes. which brings me a little bit closer to retirement, mm. which is, I suppose, you know, one of the main reasons why I decided that I needed to sort of start looking at my retirement plan more mm. seriously. Mm. I started looking at or thinking about this probably now about four years ago. Yeah. With my husband mm. at the time. We engaged advisable and met with Alex, who I remember it was just before Christmas, and we had just an absolutely dream meeting with Alex. Like we were both of us were just so comfortable with him. There was no pressure. And he sort of said to us, well, you know, well, what is it that you want? And we kind of looked at each other and thought, we're not really sure. Other than, you know, we want to start investing. <laughs> we thought it seemed very simple, but it, but, it, but it wasn't. But anyway, so we spoke at length to Alex. Um, Alex started doing some review for us. Mm. Um, and then my husband was, um, was very ill and he passed away in January 19. So whilst he was ill, everything was put on the back burner. And um, mm. then after a little while, I got in touch with with Alex again and started the ball rolling then again just on my own and successfully bought a, um, uh, an investment property mm. later that year with with the great help of, um, of Alex. Mm. Mm. And since then, I've got another one and... So, and looking forward to hopefully a, a fairly, uh, e- an easier retirement than if I hadn't have done anything. So, 
Chloe, and I know this, you know, it's sad. It's um, it's sad, obviously, because we knew Bruce. So when and after that happened, you obviously had to do a little bit of a, well, quite a major, not a little bit at all, a major reset mm-hmm. and a rethink. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of remember thinking at the time that I just thought you, you're you just totally my hero. I mean, you still <laughs> are in frame, fairness, right? But your your thinking, I guess, and your motivation behind acquiring property um, and the reasons for that didn't they didn't did they change? Did it did it become more important? Did you feel that there was any kind of shift in your motivation for why you were doing it? I don't think so. I think because we had already begun the journey and you know, during which time we weren't looking at really any other sort of, I suppose, retirement planning. Our plan was to, you know, to look at investment properties. Mm. And so, you know, my I figured, well, why kind of, I suppose, reinvent the wheel? Why now sort of look at other strategies when we felt that that was going to work for us anyway? And I'll just keep along that mm. along that path. Mm. So yeah, so which I did, and and it took quite a bit of um, quite a bit of research, and you know, certainly on the, on the advisable side of things. I mean, things were happening in the background that I didn't even know were happening <laughs> until later on. Yeah, um, and, I, and I felt yeah. that I was, sort of, you know, I suppose, protected by the team, which was really great. But no, I, 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 I stayed on the same path of, you know, in getting an investment property is where I wanted, where I wanted to head. Mm. And what could you sort of tell us a little bit about your experiences of owning those properties, you know, sort of in good and less good, if you know what I mean? Has it all been plain sailing? Have there been, you know, how, how have the tenants been? How has your experience kind of been once, once, once you've, well, you have the first one, right? And then there was a, obviously a bit of a gap. gap. We let the dust settle and then you came back for another one. So yeah, yeah. How, how's the develop, the developing property empire and you as the newly minted property mogul how is it going <laughs> well I've actually just in the last couple of months so my first property that um, I settled on in December 19 had a it was sort of it was two properties in one mm. being a house and, and a granny flat at the back and everything was sort of going along quite swimmingly with the first tenant in the granny flat the second tenant absconded you know so there was a bit of loss of rent at that time but thankfully there was no no damage to the property there was just a couple of weeks loss of rent so and funnily enough as we're speaking I just got a call from the property manager because the second tenant that's in the front house we're having some difficulty getting them out of the property so I'm not sure where that is up to at the moment, but I believe that there was meant to be a um, tribunal hearing this morning. So I'm waiting to see where that got to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so there has been a, a couple of, you know, I, I wouldn't call them major, as I said, there, there hasn't been any real damage to the property. So I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I bought um, another property basically 12 months later. And since then, I've only had one lot of tenants in there mm-hmm. and it's been very quiet. And so I'm thinking everything is going along swimmingly. The the reports that I get come back are fine. So so you know so I haven't had a really bad experience. And 
Um, I believe that certainly the first property I got into that market at, at, at a great point in time and got it for a great price and um, I think is really, you know, appreciated quite a bit even in just, you know, a matter of a couple of years. So, yeah. Absolutely. The timing the timing there was, well, I was going to say lucky. It's always good, obviously, to, there's, I was going to say there's never a wrong time to buy property. It's always a good time some, somewhere to buy property, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I think that's the key word is yeah. somewhere. It's not just it's always a good time to buy property. You have to be, you know, yeah, aware of where you buy and when you buy. Yes, that's right. And I think sort of moving moving forward, it's key that you know people are remain aware of that. You know, because we had such great property growth over the last two years in so many markets across Australia. You know, you would you would have had to try quite hard not to get not to get really good growth. Mm-hmm. But moving forward, that isn't necessarily going to be the case, right? Sort of that post, I'm going to say post-COVID because it obviously it's still, it happened while the pandemic was still going on. But in this, as we approach and kind of merge into some sort of post-COVID era and we come back to more normal, in inverted commas, market conditions, you know, we're back to not everywhere is going to perform the way it did mm-hmm. and there be different reasons for that, right? So. Um, so your area decisions are going to be even more important moving forward. So I guess I'd want to ask you, are you are you glad you did it? Yes. <laughs> Good answer. Yes, yes, Tell yes. Tell me why. Um, I think... Uh, <laughs> Look, I've I've got to say too that I'm I'm just I'm I'm again so grateful that you know I had the team at Advisable, and I've said I would never buy another property without without help, you know, because the type of person that I am, mm-hmm. I do my due diligence to the nth degree, and then I don't end up doing anything. Mm. So having sort of that gentle, I suppose, push behind me and giving me all of the information that I didn't have to go and find that information really helped. Mm. And because now, as you know, as I said, getting closer to retirement, I mean, you know, and and through meeting Alex, I then engaged a financial planner who I've been mm-hmm. using for the last number of years, and that's been a great help to me as well. Yes. And so sort of steer, and actually I've got a review, uh, my annual review with her tomorrow. So steering the path towards this is where I want to be and this is what you have to do to get there. Mm-hmm. So whereas I'm kind of tomorrow, it'll be okay tomorrow, 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 and I'm not like a great forward planner. So that that's helped me to feel more comfortable about where I will be in my in my retirement. And obviously the, the two properties that I have will really help me yes. get to where I want to be. So the major thing I'm hearing there is is peace of mind. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Um, but also things that we we talk a lot about in the book, obviously the the, the female investor book, I talk a lot in the podcast about planning mm-hmm. that you do think about those things that you do put these plans you know you start planning you need to have in mind why you're doing this because those little let's call the minor inconveniences of tenants misbehaving is going to happen to us all it's happened yes to us too, right yes um, I'd say I've been I've I've been very I was going to say lucky but I've also had awesome property managers who really just dealt with stuff that's what they're there for right yes but you do need that really big reason why you're doing this 
to sustain you through those little things happening, right? Mm. So you don't just throw it's too hard and throw in the towel. Yeah, um, yeah, that's mm. right. And I mean, it is a you know, it's not a it's not a quick win. No, it is a long longer longer term strategy. Although, but um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a retirement strategy, no less. So, and you know, yes, I started later than you know perhaps a lot of other people, but I, I'm I'm certainly glad that I did. Mm. I honestly love. I don't think you did. There's, I have a, you know, I talk to and I deal with a huge cross section of society of all sorts of ages. I genuinely don't think it's ever too late. Uh, having said that, you know, you st- if you don't have just wads of cash sitting there somewhere and you're borrowing funds to do that, you do you do generally need to do that while you still have borrowing capacity with yes. the best card. Well, that's true. But even if you feel like you're starting out late, as it were, your property is not going to stop growing in value mm-hmm. at the moment you retire. Even if you just do that in those few years beforehand, obviously the cash flow is going to be really important and you do need that good advisor around to assist with that. But your property doesn't necessarily need to start working for you the moment and the day after you retire, right? You, you no. The age no. that we live to, especially as women, you know, exactly. you've got another 30 or at least 30 odd years ahead of you, love, right? So yeah. that's a yeah. long time in property world. Yes, exactly. So I think people sometimes not forget that, but, you know, I really urge everyone to think about the fact, that very fact, you don't need the property to be, had to have doubled and tripled and be in value and to be paid off and no. you ju- you need to own it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. It's, 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 it's the growth. growth. Yeah. And it's you know with having the two the two properties of which I've got two different strategies. So one I've got um, through an SMSF, and one I've got then in my own name as well. So you know dealing with my financial planner, it will be you know when when I may sell one property, but but keep the other. So I've got that yes. I suppose that choice. Yes, yes, that's right. So would you say, Chloe, that? It is, it's a bit of a general general question. Obviously, I'm going, hoping you're going to say yes, but <laughs> leading the witness, Your Honour. <laughs> do you think it's important for women in particular to be investing kind of, when I say regardless of their, their the status of their partners in life, but, you know, it's, it's kind of the purpose of what we're doing to encourage mm-hmm. ladies to do this more. Now, obviously, you did start off with the lovely, the lovely Bruce. There's a lot of people out there who don't have a Bruce, who haven't had a Bruce, who mm. you know, are still waiting for a Bruce. <laughs> um, mm. you know. I think it's super, mm. super important for um, for females to have financial independence. I'm, you know, fortunate that I was um, raised in a family where whilst, you know, it was a very, I suppose, normal inverted commas family I had a mother and a father and Mm. you know unfortunately my father died at the same age as my husband like in their early 50s Mm. so then my mum was left on her own but she was also too had that sort of financial independence and she was quite 
one of one of a better word, cluey around money and finances mm-hmm. and knowing how to pay bills and you know what how to budget and 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 all of those sorts of things. So you know, I learned that from her, and likewise, my children have learned that from from me. You know, and they 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 know the value of a dollar. They are, you know, so much more. My son now, he's only just 33 and he's now got three investment properties. I mean, that's that's a male, but my, you know, my fit my my daughter is looking towards that as well. But as I said, they they do know the the value of 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 having that independence. Mm-hmm. You know, I have met and and known some women who have absolutely no idea about how much money is in the bank or how much mm-hmm. superannuation they have or you know how to pay a bill or you know they're very very passive mm-hmm. in that in that environment that's not me I've always sort of been the CFO of the family (laughs) (laughs) you know I I, I need to know where where everything is and just sort of you know keep on keep on 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 top of on top of everything so yeah I I think it's super important for for females to to certainly have a say in 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 their financial independence and just you know thinking about your your children I think it's also so important the example that you're setting with that. I was, look, I was really fortunate. I was like you, you know, I was kind of brought up by a single mom actually. And she was, again, to use that word, she was quite cluey, you know, and I was lucky enough to observe her working mm-hmm. hard, mm-hmm. you know, having plans and talking to financial advisors and doing things on that front that would protect her and, you know, uh, keep us safe financially for because there wasn't anybody else you know so I think that really me I I I observed that on on so many levels even though I probably didn't I didn't realize it at the time but the more the more Mm. you know Mm. the older I've gotten the more I realized actually that was that was super to just observe that. Uh, yeah and that's right and you don't you don't you, it's not something mm-hmm. that I suppose you're really conscious of it's just through yeah. you know osmosis yeah. as you're growing yeah. up yes that it just becomes it's just it's just normal behavior yeah but and also I have to say we did talk about it as well mm-hmm. you know she would often talk to me almost as an adult as you know I might have been 10 or 12 years old mm-hmm. and she would be mm-hmm. telling me what she's doing financially mm-hmm what she's mm-hmm. setting up, how she's she she's buying the flat that we're living in. She's setting up, you know, um, ISA, as it's called back, it, was, it probably still is called back in the UK, but all these different financial planning strategies that she was setting up and managing. She, she would talk to me about that. Mm-hmm. You know, she, I mean, d- almost, like I say, sort of almost treating me as an, as an adult and so observing it on a subliminal level, but then as well, you know, she would she would talk about it. And I I will be forever grateful for mm-hmm. that. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't think that's necessarily the norm. And I don't mean to do everyone out there a great disservice, but I really think it needs to be discussed at the dinner table. Absolutely. No. Yeah. I agree totally. Yeah. Because it's not always taught in schools. I think perhaps that's changing a little bit, but yeah, financial advice financial knowledge being financially literate mm, mm. I think it's out there enough so sorry back to you know back to you love just your 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 kids observing that from you know a young age with what you guys were doing I think is so it's so important mm. 
Do you do you find in your circle of you know your acquaintances, your friends, do you do you guys talk about it? Do you know if there's other ladies that are are they okay? Are they thinking about this? Are they doing it? It's not often discussed again, is it? Or I don't know. No. Um, you in, in fact, you probably know more about me financially than some of you know some of my actual really good friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. I mean, you know, I think, you know, a couple of my friends are sort of all in, in different different circumstances. You know, one is, one is uh, she was widowed before I was, so she's had to sort of, you know, yeah. become sort of the, the finance person of the home, but she's never yeah. actually, um, as far as I'm aware, she has her principal place of residence and I think that's sort of her retirement mm. plan. Yeah. yeah. And then I've got others who... I think, you know, close their eyes and block their ears and it's just like, well, if if he's going to deal with it, then it all must be fine. Mm. So, but but no, but none of my friends really that I know that have invested themselves in, in, in property. Mm-hmm. Okay. If there's anyone out there listening who is perhaps in that situation where they feel they would like to become a little bit more financially literate, Obviously, go and buy the female investor book. We urge you to do that. But Chloe, would you have? Do you have any? Um, and I'm springing this question on you completely, so forgive me. Do you? Would you have any like pointers? How would you suggest that somebody just start to? You know, if they're feeling that, oh, geez, I really haven't got a clue what's going on, and I would like to. What they might, what they might do? Read a few books, obviously. Read a few books, and just mm-hmm. having an oversight, I think of. The ins and outs, you know, in 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 the family budget, you know, what what's coming in each month, where the money is going, you know, where what's discretionary spending, where can I save money on, you know, getting different, um, I suppose, for example, car insurances or house insurances, uh, utilities. So, and not not just accepting, I suppose, what's always been, but to challenge it. Um, you know, you don't have to stay with the same insurance company just because that's who mum oh. and dad are with and that's who I've been with yeah. for the last 15 years. You know, it's like, well, or what else is bank, out there? Or even the bank, you know, people often have mis- misguided loyalty to certain, certain banks that they've been with. And I assure you, Correct. you're but a number to them. You're an ant on an anthill. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So, you know, but, I mean, I quite enjoy doing that anyway is to, you know, with my insurance come up or yeah. when I'm looking okay. at my utilities and things like that. So just mm-hmm. to have, yeah, a real understanding of, of what's coming in and, and what's going out and where it's going to. Mm-hmm. There's a real empowerment to that too, right? When you are when you are on, can I say on top of that stuff, when you mm-hmm. cheat, everyone knows I love it. Yes. When you are on top of that stuff and you can, like you say, you can see what's coming in, what's going out. Mm-hmm. And there is There is then an element of, dare I say it, control. Absolutely. But, but I think that's it's important to have that, to not sort of be lost, mm. there, to not be, I don't want to say ignorant, but to be not knowing, you know. Yeah, and to yeah. to play an active part. Mm. Yes, yes. Well, there's our takeaway, ladies, playing an active part, and I'm sure there are many out there. If you've got a story to tell, like our fabulous Chloe, please do get in touch with us. Our email address is in the podcast description. Chloe, thank you so much. We so appreciate having you with us. Thank you for sharing your story, for being honest, for crying with me. 
um, which I'm not thanking you for, but you know what I mean. And do stay in touch. You know, obviously we wish you all the best with it. Well, hopefully soon I might be up to my third, so Woo! I'll be in touch. You heard it here first, everyone. Have third. <laughs> <laughs> Want to know all about that one when it happens. All right, my love. Thank you so much, Chloe. You take care and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Kate. Thank you for having me. And that's it for this episode. You can email any questions and comments that you have on info at thefemaleinvestor.com.au. Don't forget to grab a copy of your book, The Female Investor. You can go to your local bookstore, go to Amazon, Booktopia, or anywhere that good books are sold. Head to the website at thefemaleinvestor.com.au, where you'll find lots of resources on property, news, tips, and videos. Stay safe and well, everyone. I'll talk to you all again soon and bye for now.